Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. Chiefs returned to the practice field on Thursday to continue their preparation for Week 7's contest against the San Francisco 49ers. We heard from offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo, special teams coordinator Dave Tobe, and safety Juan Thornhill. We'll go in that order, starting with Eric Bieniemy, followed by Steve Spagnolo. After that, we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll wrap things up with Dave Tobe and Juan Thornhill. Here's Eric Bieniemy. No, hope all is well. Hope everybody's family's doing well. Uh, coming off a tough loss from this past weekend, uh, thought our guys played hard, but obviously we didn't play good enough. Our guys have done a heck of a job. They understand exactly what's the uh, the mission this week, and uh, they're focused and locked in. So with that said, I'm all ears. Well, here's one thing that I've always learned, Herbie, <laughs> okay? It doesn't make a difference who shows up on that injury injury report. All those guys seem to get healthy for the Chiefs. So we're still scheming <laughs> the scheme. But on top of that, we're very much aware of who's playing and who's not playing. So when it's all said and done, we got to line up and play against the guys. But I'm expecting those guys that can play to come out there and compete their tails off. We know what they have, and we're looking forward to the matchup. Coach, in your running game, have you gotten like the max amount of yards you think you could have gotten with the way some of the plays are blocked? Have you left yards out there on the table at this point this year? Oh yeah, we've 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 left a lot of yards. I mean, we've left a lot of rushing yards. We've left left a lot of passing yards, but also too, let's give credit where credit is due. Uh, Buffalo did a hell of a job against us against the run. They also did a a, a good job of stopping our passes, uh, our pass game as well, but. It just goes back to, 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 to going back to the basics, understanding that we have to perform at a high level regardless. We're going to get everybody's best shot. So we have to come out understanding that. And then our guys got to perform and make sure that we can maximize the opportunities being presented to us by running the football. Right now, we're just not, we didn't do a good job. I know we're capable of doing better, but we just got to continue to work at it. On that front, how important is it to not get brought down by the first guy and only one guy. It seems like a few times there's been just one person brings it running back down and hadn't had to be a game tackle or anything like that. Obviously, you always want guys that can get post-contact yards, but let's give credit where credit is due. Two of those big tackles that was made last week was by a kid who's a hell of a player. A kid Milano, he's a pro bowler. He does a hell of a job. He's a running hit guy. He made some big-time tackles in the open field. And so I'll go back to what I said earlier. They did a better job of executing than what we did. So we'll give them all the credit. It's our job as a coaching staff 
to make sure that our guys can go out there and execute and do the little things better by being stronger at the point of contact and doing all the little things necessary that can help us to be better. I think you mentioned uh, trying to give these backs equal opportunities. I guess like how much, as a former running backs coach, former running back, like how much of a give and take is there between like making sure these guys are fresh and then being able to get into a rhythm and how much of both things you have to sort of think about when you're choosing? There's, there's a lot that goes into it. And obviously there is just what you said. You want the guy who's basically in rhythm. If that guy has a hot hand, you know, let's roll with him. But regardless, those guys know their role. They're all the professional football players. When they step up to the plate, we expect them to, perfor to perform at a high level. So their job is to go out there and perform and play, regardless of how many or how few reps that they're getting. We're expecting them to go out there and execute and give us the best opportunity to win. Can you explain the, the, the give and take you have to make, especially at this point in the season when you're starting to make adjustments, you're starting to scout your own abilities as a unit where you have to say you want maybe four or five guys out in routes versus chip help or from the tight end of the running back. Just how much of that is, is being discussed right now, and, and what is that like for you when you have a decent amount of assembling of games to sort of go through? That's always a discussion each and every week. Are we getting enough protection? Are we um, scatting enough guys out? Because you guys got to understand, at, we want to be an attacking offense. We want to make sure that we're staying on the attack and giving our guys the best opportunities to go out there and play and, and, and execute what we want them to execute. But on top of that, we also understand the importance of uh, protecting the quarterback. So just like I just discussed earlier, everybody has a role and everybody has a job. Our job is to make sure we're putting our guys in the best position. But on top of that, we got some paid professional football players that we're expecting them to go out and do their job as well. Now, do we understand that sometimes those guys are faced with challenges? Yes, we do. But that's the nature of this game. You go out there to compete at a high level. You want your guys to be at their best and also performing at a high level, but also understanding that sometimes things happen. So how are we going to overcome it? We will overcome it by doing the things that we're doing this week, getting back on track, working on the little things, the fundamentals, to help us to go out there and be successful and expecting our guys to come out with a little vinegar and, and a little whatever. You know what else I wanted to say. <laughs> and come out and play with a little fire just, just because of what happened and what took place uh, this past weekend. Um, and here's, <laughs> you guys may hear a lot of things, and I know players are mic'd up. Pat does a great job of utilizing this cadence. Some things are real, some things are not real, and sometimes those things are to throw the defensive schemes off. Uh, we had a play design, and we just didn't execute it, you know. And obviously, you want your players to be at their best, you know, in those particular moments. But like I said, I'm not going to make any excuse. Our guys, we just didn't play well enough to win the game. Coach Les, Coach Sean McDermott, and them, they did a great job. That seems was the original play then on that? I'm not going to tell you that, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I have to that. that point, Pat seems to have an act for the free play. Just, mm -hmm. um, what do you think has, has made him so good at, at that Rodgers-like ability of sometimes being able to throw it down? You know, some guys just have that innate ability to – to look downfield and try and make a play. 
because he and we've talked about this before. He has the, you know, that pilot vision eyes where he can see the entire field. Some guys don't have that that you know where they can basically see a flag being thrown from their left and also understand that I got receivers potentially open downfield because the defensive slacked off. So we're, we're encouraging that. We want him to try and make a play whenever possible. But that's just who Pat is, you know. Speaking of Pat, sometimes, well, he's talked about in the past, you know, he wants to be more more patient. Do you feel like that sometimes kind of can hurt him a little bit? <laughs> if anybody in here is a competitor, sometimes the hardest thing that you can do is learn how to be patient, you know. As coaches, we want to go out there and put 70 points on the scoreboard. We want to do whatever we can. But on top of that, we also need to understand that we have to be patient in making sure that we're doing the little things to help our guys to be at their best. So, yes, is it a challenge every week for players to be patient? Yes, it is. But it's our job as a coaching staff to make sure that we're calming the storm and on top of that, making sure that they're realizing, hey, you know what, we still got 60 minutes or it's 30 minutes or it's 15 minutes left in the game. We have a lot of football to play. We just need to take our shots when those shots are presented. Last two, Nick and Matt. Eric, with this rushing attack, do you feel like it's found its identity in the first six? You know what, there is an identity. We're still looking for it. Uh, obviously, we, we found it once upon a time. We got to re-identify who we are. But that's just everybody being on the same page and everybody doing their part. Listen, we got good football players. We got good guys up front. We just got to play better, you know. And on top of that, you guys got to understand, those defenses on the other side of the ball are pretty damn good. Now, that's no excuse. We still got to line up, put our hand in the dirt, and get after them. But I'm not going to make an excuse. Those guys play better than what we did. Coach, every week in the NFL is hard, but for you guys specifically, after this week, you'll have faced three, three of the top five scoring defenses in the NFL, just the way it's worked out. How can that benefit you guys in the home stretch moving forward that you've faced so many good defenses already this season? It helps. It helps with the maturing process. we got a lot of young players that are playing a lot of ball on both sides of the ball and including special teams. So it gives those younger guys an opportunity to grow. You know, as a coaching staff, we're watching how our guys are handling these adverse situations that we're being put under. And I'll say this, you wouldn't want it any other way. You want your guys to have an opportunity to line up and play against the best each and every week because that's the way that you discover what type of team, what type of character, and, and what type of group that you have going into the season. So I'm fired up. I wouldn't take it any, <laughs> any different way. We want to line up and play against the best each and every week. Thank you, guys. Uh, but dusted off, got right back to work on Wednesday, and now it's focused on another opponent. So with that, I'll open it up. You guys look like you're greatly improved from a year ago, and I thought you guys have stood up against some really good offenses. How do you look at your defense? Yeah, I would agree with the statement, and in the one, but the one area that we want to get better on is the two games that we didn't finish. That's, that's what kind of sticks in there, you know, the Colts game where they come down. We thought we had them stopped, but we didn't. Um, and then they end up scoring, and then certainly this past game. I mean, that's where, listen, I think all defenses you need to rely on at the end of games, regardless of the score. I mean, if it's a, I always say this to the guys, even if it's a three-possession game, if we allow points, we, we just let them back in. Because when you get to two possessions, all it takes is three plays, and you can lose. Touchdown, onside kick, touchdown. 
that's how quick it can happen. Um, so I would agree with your assessment. I think the guys are playing good. I hope we get better, uh, but I'd like to get better at the, you know, the end of the, the those particular games. Are, are there things you're identifying in those situations? The Chargers got a touchdown late as well. Yeah. Are there things you're identifying? Maybe some common themes that. Um, yeah, yes and no. Like the, um, the, if I remember the Chargers game, when they did score, did it get them? Was it a two possession? It was 10 points and then it was three. Yeah, then it was three. So it was the same idea. Um, you know, I, sometimes you look, are our guys getting tired? We don't think that's the case. We did play a lot of plays this past game. Um, I don't, not a common thing. I mean, there might be a mental error here or there. Um, and listen, we got to give the offenses a little bit of credit too. Those the three that we're talking about are pretty good. So, Coach, you obviously have place. time to make a decision on Trent McDuffie and Willie Gay. Uh, just from what you've seen of them on the field over these last couple of days, how are they looking to you? Yeah, I mean, look, both of them look good to me yesterday. Now I go off of what Rick I'm in, in Trent's case. I go off of what Rick says. Um, and Willie, listen, he's a ball of energy. So, yeah, he's going to be a hundred miles an hour no matter what. Um, but he's rusty, you know, he hasn't been in there for a month, so he'll have to knock some rust off, but we need to do that. We need to get him out there and get rolling. Steve, obviously on every, every scheme you've got so many variables, but how would you, would you evaluate your ability to generate pressure with four-man rush and what goes into, I know this is a broad question, but what yeah. goes into your determination to when you have to blitz more? Yeah, a little, little bit, uh, it, it, a lot of things. Um, Who's back there covering? Who who do we have to cover? Does somebody need to be doubled? Because um, when you get into needing to double somebody and yet you want to have security of a post, you know, I'm just talking football language, right? You start eliminating the number of guys you can bring on the rush, you know, and now it's down to four. So, and yet there are times when we have to say, look, we're going to have to bring people and we're just going to have to cover. And that happened a couple of times in this past game. And, Quite honestly, on the, on the first touchdown on Josh, I thought he was in great shape. He just turned, he should have turned, and he knows that. Otherwise, if he makes that play, I mean, we're all pretty fired up, you know. Uh, and that's how, that's the margin of error in this game. Uh, Four-man rushes, I think, I think we'll continue to get better. Um, we, what, in my opinion, what, what we need to do is to get into some longer third downs. You know, and that's a... You know, that's a result of what you do on first and second down, right? And we had been playing the run a little bit better in the last two games. I think it hasn't been as good. And yet we played last week a certain way. We, we actually knew that was probably going to happen. Um, but we'd like to get, th with this team coming up now, we've got to get back to playing the run and force them into the longer third downs. And what do you think George needs to work on? Uh, you know, he's listen, I see Joe's over there with him all the time, and he's on the phone with Joe when he's at home at 11 o'clock at night. I mean, any, anybody that works harder at it. Um, and we, you know, we put him in different places, and eventually we'll settle in and get him in a spot and get him going, get him in a little bit of a rhythm. You know, he's got the rotation. But he's a young guy learning now, and I just think he'll just get better and better. Steve, in general terms, what have you guys missed uh, without really getting? He brings a lot of speed. Uh, but I will say this, I thought, and I think you guys all saw, I thought Darius Harris did a nice job fitting in there. You know, everybody has, a, has their, you know, strengths and weaknesses and their assets, and Darius hit, brought his assets with how hard he plays and how cerebral he is, and he's in the right place, and he works well with Nick. Uh, Willie, you guys have seen Willie. He runs around, he makes explosive plays, you know, he's dynamic, and he loves playing, so he brings a lot of energy, which we love. So I think he's going to bring all those things again. Have you even seen enough from Trent yet in half a game to be able to identify what 
Well, I do think he's a good football player. I mean, I don't think we would have inserted him there as a starter from day one if we didn't feel that way. Um, but, you know, it's interesting. You never know how a young guy is going to react to injury. Uh, now, he's done all the right things. I mean, you talk to the trainers, I mean, he's terrific with all that. He's been fully in tuned. Yeah, I'll give you an example. Trent, look, he doesn't, know, he doesn't have to be at Saturday night meetings, you know, when he was, he wanted to be at every meeting. So he'd drive over himself and then drive back home. I mean, that's the kind of guy he is. Uh, hopefully the, the play will show up on the field, too. Coach, two things. One, in this day and age, this game coming up, how do you tackle the quarterback? <laughs> legally? Yeah. Yeah, do you ta try to tackle him legally? What's legally? <laughs> I mean, bad language can get you in trouble. It's tough, yeah, it's tough. Listen, I, we, I've, I said this before. All I can do is take the, the videos that the NFL sends us, and they send the good and bad ones, feed them to the guys, and say, this is how the rules say you're supposed to play, and go play that way. And Garoppolo, what's the way to go after him? You know, when you're facing him, yeah. Wiley veteran, what is the best way to get to him? You know, he, I, I was saying this the other day. I've always, I've always had great respect for Jimmy. I, I spent some time quickly with him when I was with the Giants, and he came in for one of the 30 visits, and we... You know, I would be normally talking to defensive players, but we happened to sit at a table together, and I had a great conversation with him for a half hour. Uh, really like him. He, he looked like when he was with the Patriots and he was a backup, you'd watch them all warm up, all those quarterbacks. They all looked like Tom. And, and Jimmy does too. You know, he sits there in that pocket, and, he, and he's tall, and he, and he knows what he's looking at and reading, and he gets the ball out. He's one of those guys. I think he's one of those perfect quarterbacks that knows how to operate an offense in a drop-back system, and Kyle does some really good things with him. So... Just like we would do with a Patriot quarterback, you're going to try to get him off the spot. You've got to try to get him to move his feet. He's athletic, so it's not like we're inviting him to run because uh, he can run. But that, that's how I see him. Just a couple more. Let's go Herbie next. Coach, I seems like I ask you this question every week about a team's wide receiver. Last yeah. week, Diggs and, and Gabe Davis. This, this week, what's unique about Debo Samuel and what you need to be aware of? <laughs> that you that you got to... Sometimes when he's out there, you have to consider him a running back, and sometimes when he's out there, you have to consider him a wide receiver because he's both. Um, I've never seen a guy break as many tackles as he does. And, but he's, he's unique. Um, we haven't faced anybody like this before. The challenges that they have when they put him in the backfield and he's not in the backfield and they're moving him and they're motioning him, they're all challenging for us. So it's, we're working on it, and uh, hopefully we can find a way to, to limit his explosive plays because they're really effective when he's explosive. How does that, hey, uh, sorry, just one follow-up on that. How does that stress the defense when there's a guy like that? Yeah, sure you got to make some conscious decisions of what you want to do. Do you want to play man? Are you going to put a linebacker on him when he's in the backfield? Are you going to put a DB on him? If you do that, it's changing the structure of everything else you do. So we're going to pick our spots. I mean, obviously, that's why they do it. That's why they do it. Steve, you uh, mentioned Josh Williams. Uh, yeah. I talked to him post-game. He said there were a number of plays that he you know, wanted to get back. I think you mentioned one. Yeah. Uh, what do you tell him? I mean, he's, he's a rookie, right? Like, yeah. That confidence level isn't quite there yet. Yeah. How do you make sure he keeps it ready? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm, he, I think he's just done this. He's one of the guys, Dave and I say it all the time, that he tries to do it exactly the way you coach it. And he's been doing that since he got here, and he just gets better and better. He, he just dusts off and moves forward. I thought he did that during the game. Um, I, I expect him to do it you know, going into this game. And you're right, but he, but he had you had to expect that there were going to be a couple of plays in there that weren't going to go exactly the way we wanted. But we lived through the growing pains, and hopefully, uh, going forward, that helps us. You might not enjoy the you might not enjoy the touchdown, but what do you enjoy most about 
being in one-on-one in a game scenario against one of the best quarterbacks that can potentially serve Josh moving forward? Yeah, you're talking about some Josh Williams moving forward. Yeah, I mean, look at it. If you can, and I, I think we all saw it. I, he was in great position. We're talking about this one play, right? Because the other one was a, a catch and throw, um, the 14. I'm not sure who would have defended that. Um, but what we can take away is that he was stride for stride. He was in step. If he just turns a different way, you know, it can be a different um, outcome. It'd be a lot different than if he just somebody just blew by him or he couldn't do his work at the line of scrimmage and he was getting beat. But that, I didn't see that happening. So to us, that's encouraging. Nick and then Neil, how about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on, a, on a third and 13 deep in near the end zone, yeah. what factors are you weighing in to where I'm going to blitz? The yeah, that, that, was, that was to me, that was the, that was a key play in the game. Because it's, you know, I talked with you all about before about the four most important series of the game, right? First and last of each half. And that was at the end of, excuse me, yeah, first and last of each half. So it was four series. And we didn't win that one. It, it led to, and we could have given our offense really good field position. Um, I, I'm, I put that on me. We could we have played that particular um, coverage differently. Yeah, we were in something, checked out. If I had to do it all over and we, again, we wouldn't have gotten out of the, the original one because I thought we would have been in better shape. But we could play the coverage better. I mean, uh, listen, they made a great throw. The kid had a good route. But um, listen, I can second guess myself on that as far as pressuring. And I just thought, thought we'd stop him on a third and 13, get him to punt the ball and have great field position and didn't want to take the risk of something else happening. But it didn't work out quite that way. Okay, cool. Everybody good? Thank All right, you. thank you. Appreciate it. How badly did you want Butker to go out there with five seconds left to try that seventy-one yarder? How badly? Yeah, <laughs> we were ready. <laughs> we were ready with them. We, you know, we knew the situation that we had to do something real quick, and we had the timeout, so that was why we were able to run that extra play, pick up a few. Did the work during pregame you give you the indication? That no question, he hit a sixty-three yarder going the same direction. Um, you know, it, we we would have tried that long one if we, you know, if we had no timeouts or you know whatever you know in that situation we were. You know, and we, we would have took a shot. He probably would have made it. I mean, not, I mean, this, this guy's unbelievable. He's got a strong leg coming off an injury. It's re- really remarkable. What do you think is uh, realistically? What do you think in a game situation his his outside would be? His- um, depends. I mean, you know, we always go by how he looks in pregame. So, the the furthest out we've ever had him prepared to go during a game was was like a fifty eight. So I told Andy, you know, from the forty that we're good during a game. Uh, there might be a game, you know, a situation where we might go further than that. You know, the thing that you always got to you got to weigh in is the field position. You know, the, if he missed it, what you're giving up, you know, on the field position end of it. So that's always a factor. At the end of a half, I mean, you're coming off the field. It's all, you know, it's over. So <clears throat> you know, those things are important. Does your name go next to him in the book since you're no, no? I'm just I'm just lucky to have <laughs> just lucky to be here for that whole situation with. with Matthew and then him. I mean, it's just it's crazy that it happened two two weeks in a row. You know, simultaneous weeks. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, you've explained this before, but the wind on top of the stadium looks like it's going one way. But is that yeah. not every game that Arrowhead? Uh, not all. Not every game. Sometimes it swirls. You know, but this this time, you know, the flags they, they were blowing that way, and the wind. I mean, if you looked at the flags, you said the wind was blowing in his face. But the wind comes in that way and then hits the stadium and then blows back. You know, hits the back end of the stadium and it blows towards towards the other. And then the, the the stadium itself, when the wind's coming in there, it kind of prevents a provides a, a wall for the direct wind, and then it, that's why it comes back when the when the ball flies up. You get a little bit more hang time that way. So 
is that something you have to learn throughout a game? At the yeah, time? I mean, it changes too during the game. You know, you have to. You always have, you, you always see the guys walking out like in between timeouts and stuff, and they're always checking the wind. And, and Tommy does it more than anybody, but. Um, you know, that's what they're looking for because it changes during the game all the time. And they'll come over and they'll tell me, hey, you know, I wanted to go right early, but now I want to go left. So, you know, and then we make the adjustment during the game. How nice was it to see everything work perfectly on that timing part of it? And you guys work on that stuff a lot in practice. But when it's like go time, you got to make those calls real quick because it looked like he wanted to run out there. And it was like, nah, we got time for one yeah, more. We yeah, we were, we were ready to go. Um, you know, we, we, we do practice it. Um, they're not always record-breaking field goals. I mean, we go down and we get a field goal at the end of a half, and it happens a lot. You know, uh, you know, our offense does a you know, obviously Mahomes does a great job, and Andy, and with the calls getting us down there to, you know, to be able to provide us with that opportunity. There's a ball out there for a punt return in the fourth. Yeah. The idea just to spark something, maybe. Yeah, uh, that situation right there. Um, you know, if we get a punt return for a touchdown in that situation, the game's over, um, and we had an opportunity there too. Um, you know, we we were playing McColl at 45 yards, and he happened to bomb one. I mean, he that was the longest uh, punt that he he's had all year. It was 65 yards. That's why McColl had to go back 20 yards to catch it, and he didn't catch it perfect. But he was going away from cover, so he had time to be able to field it and get get going. Uh, we were one block away from from scoring. If you really go back and look at that, and that would have been that would have been something right there. McColl is a he's like he's kind of like you know like you know how I used Tyreek last year. He's very similar to that. You know, that, that's what I'm doing with him right now. Uh, we know that McColl, uh, a little bit faster than Sky. Sky's got quickness, but I want to keep developing Sky. We need Sky. <clears throat> we need Sky to be a, a, you know, a productive player for us as a punt returner. With so many new pieces, or um, obviously not having as many veteran guys maybe in the core group, uh, how long will you think it takes for the blocking to sort of come together? So right. that, that I, I, I know where you're going with that because our returns, you know, the return game's kind of not where we want it to be, but it's getting better and better each week. Uh, you know, if you really look at it and you see, you know, what's preventing us from, from breaking it out, I, I think soon we're going to break one. I mean, I really do. Uh, and then, you know, and then confidence will build and, and, and we'll, we'll get better and better as we go. But we're, we're close and we do have a lot of young players. I'm not making any excuses. We're going to, you know, we're, we're behind where we need to be right now. You know, I'm never really ha satisfied ever, but uh, in a return game, punt and kick return, we need to do better. Yeah. We're getting there. What stands out to you about the 40 hours in the kicking game? Uh, you know, Robbie Gold is the first thing that comes to my mind. I coached Robbie for six years, you know, at, at Chicago. Great player, 18-year veteran. Um, you know, arguably he could be in the Hall of Fame, you know, someday. I mean, he's that good. Uh, the fact that he's still going, it's, it's really remarkable, you know, and then their, their, their punter, Mitch, was now, he's really good, uh, right-footed, Australian type of guy, you know, that you never know where the ball's going to go, it's tough, and then their coverage is, is good, they well coached, you know, Brian Snyder does a great job, so, um, you know, they, they got a they got a home game, it's, it's going to be tough, it's going to be tough for us. Yeah, what are you seeing from McLeod as a returner, and what are you kind of Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't talk about him, but, I mean, he's, obviously, he's a punt and kick returner, and uh, very dynamic guy, um, experienced, um, uh, tough to bring down. We need to get a lot of bodies to him, so it's going to be tough. Okay, thanks, Coach. Thanks. Well, I'm going to start off with a really odd question. Okay. <laughs> You're going to Justin's tonight. Okay. Mm -hmm. When you guys go to these different places and you're watching football on Thursday night together, mm -hmm. who puts on the best spread? Because Justin said he's going to try to top it. I mean, we only had a couple of them. So, I mean, I hope Justin does put on a better spread than me. But 
Um, we just try to keep it simple most of the time, just like eat some like pizza or something like that, and then just enjoy each other's company and watch football. That's pretty much it. What's the value of it, though? I mean, are you studying the game, or is it more about fellowship than actually as a team looking at the two teams on the TV? So uh, the last time we did it, it was actually we were just watching the two teams that's on TV, just like hanging out with, with the guys, like building that relationship. But this time I'm, I'm pretty sure that we're going to watch a little bit of film together. Um, and then watch the game. So we'll mix a little bit of both this time. One, Coach Bag called uh, Debo Samuel a unique player. Mm -hmm. When you watch the film, what makes him unique? I mean, it's, it's obvious because of the fact that he's not just a receiver and he's not just a runner. He played both, both positions. You don't see a lot of guys that can actually do that and be very effective in both spots. So that's, make, that's what makes him really uh, effective and a really good football player. What do you need to be aware of on the back end? Um, you got to know where he is at all times because, I mean, he can beat you by himself, honestly. Like, he, you watch film on him, the guy just creates, like, explosive plays, like, all over the place. He's carrying the football in the backfield and then catching the ball and taking it 70 yards. So you just got to know where he is at all times. You, you guys have played some of the best quarterbacks in the league so far mm -hmm. through six games. I just wonder, is it surprising to you that, that as a collective unit in the secondary, you guys only have one interception? I mean, it's it's been a little frustrating that we haven't gotten the interceptions that we want, but I feel like um, we really haven't had like a whole lot of opportunities. But um, the balls they'll come. Like we just have to keep working. When when they do come, we just got to make the play. You uh, you had a play last week where obviously you knew Josh was targeting Stephon Diggs in the middle mm -hmm. of the field. It, it, obviously, it's like just a half second early mm -hmm. on the penalty. Um, how much? goes through your mind when you see what the quarterback is seeing and then obviously you know the ball's going to be in that spot. I knew that I could get there and make the play and I think the wind had a little bit like effect on the ball. Like I thought it was coming faster than what it was so I broke really hard but the ball was still floating. So uh, you got to put the wind into into that factor as well when it's time to make the play on the ball. But um, I feel like like watching it, I probably could have like stepped in front of that ball and made a play, but um, Diggs did a good job, honestly, kind of like boxing me out and not allowing me to get to that point where I could pick it off. When you study Garoppolo, um, Spags was talking about how when he was with the Patriots, they all looked like Tom Brady over mm -hmm. there. When you look at him, what are the things you, you have studied that might help you be successful against him? I mean, just like picking out some tendencies that they have. I don't want to give out all my tricks, but um, I mean, the guy's a really good quarterback. He knows how to find the open guy. He knows when to get rid of the ball and know when to throw it and when not to throw it. So he's a really good quarterback. And I mean, it seems like he learned very well from Tom Brady because he looks just like him. Well, you, talk, you guys talk a lot about not pointing fingers, not blaming you know, the next guy. But when you have, when you have a guy that, that gets beat, say like Josh Williams last week, mm -hmm. guarding one of the best wide receivers in the league, what's your you know, message to him? I mean, I would just tell him to keep his head up because if you really watch the film, like he had really good technique. It was just like one small, small thing that allowed him to give up a touchdown. Like when he turned towards him, the ball was still selling. Like in, when he turned to him, it slowed him down a little bit. If he would have just flipped his head the other way, he would have probably intercepted that ball. I would just tell him what I just said. Basically, y'all just turn the other way and you'll make that play. Just keep his confidence up and not knock him because, I mean, it's the NFL. Like, they're going to they're gonna win some plays and we're going to make some plays. So you can't you can't get down on yourself. Well, in the way the 49ers offense is constructed, it's a lot of short stuff and they thrive on yards after the catch. As a safety, it means pretty much everything is in front of you. Mm -hmm. What kind of challenge is that? I mean, it's a big challenge. I mean, just coming down, making a tackle, not missing tackles. And then like when that opportunity come for them to take that deep shot, you got to make them pay. Uh, the biggest thing is just going to be tackling this week for sure. You, uh, 
you obviously spend more time with the guys off the field than on the field. Mm -hmm. But given his, his first six weeks, He's trying to come back. Just what have you learned about Trip McDuffie away from the field? I mean, he's a really good guy. He's very smart. Like I said, like this defense that we're in is not it's not easy because I was once a rookie and I struggled to learn it. But and he picked it up pretty well. Um, I take my hat off to him. He's a really good guy and he plays with a lot of confidence. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. 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 Thanks.